0: Thanks to Maria Dimitrakis for an always brilliant selection of music and for her cheering way of getting us through the midweek blues. I really enjoyed hearing her fill in for Joe Kahn, who returns to mornings next Wednesday at 9am. Hey, I'm Lee Tran Lam and you're on For The Record. I'm filling in for Dan Gordon and Maya Bielik. Each week they spend an hour getting pretty deep on an album. And today, I'm thrilled to get the chance to explore the beats, guest vocals, musical highlights and insider intel on Melbourne artist Alice Ivy's second album, Don't Sleep. Her follow-up to 2018's I'm Dreaming, Don't Sleep was finished just as the world was about to go into lockdown and was released in July last year. It was one of my favourite records of 2020 and it was nominated for the Australian Music Prize but it was written all around the world in between tours. It features a killer lineup of artists, Toronto's Cadence Weapon, London's Teeth and Tessa, LA's Swish, as well as Australian greats Thelma Plum, Nyrie, Eka Vandal, and more. It's a guest list that also happens to highlight female non-binary First Nations an LGBTQI artist. I'm really excited to have Alice Ivy to talk to about this extraordinary album but first let's hear the opening tracks to the record Champagne Late Nights and then Sunrise featuring Peter's oh. Weapon.
1: ride with me downtown, highway westbound Staying looking fresh, just hopped on a jet out Feel like it's best to on Back in the day they used to sleep on Now I'm doing things I used to dream of Me and Alice Ivy watch this team up About to go to work, pull my sleeves up Pump the AC till I freeze up Got a new verse, can you keep up? All I want to do is put the cap off All I want to do is get my lap on Keep it to the future, leave the past gone Speaking through my music, let me here on
0: For the Record, I'm Lee Chan Lam, filling in for Dan Gordon and Maya Billick. Uh We are getting deep on Alice Ivy's brilliant second album, the Australian Music Prize nominated Don't Sleep. You just heard the opening tracks Champagne Late Nights and Sunrise featuring Cadence Weapon. And we are going to talk about the many great Australian artists that appear on this record, but first, I think it's highly necessary to ask about what it was like to collaborate with Toronto's Cadence Weapon on the track we just heard, uh, especially because you did so in a very sweaty basement in Toronto, Canada. So can you tell us about that? (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Sunrise is a really interesting story. Um, So I met Cadence Weapon in... Austin, Texas at South by Southwest in 2018. So I was showcasing at South by Southwest. And uh, after my showcase, I was just hanging out at the festival, just going to see, um, you know, gonna go see bands and, you know, doing what you do at music conferences. And um, I went to Canada House and um, Canis Weapon was performing. And one of the guys who worked at my label overseas, Last Gang Records, said hey listen like if you want to meet him after the show like maybe we can talk about like getting you two in the studio and I was like yes I mean like his show was amazing he was like he was so good I was like yeah I definitely want to meet him and and suss whether he'd be keen we met and then yeah I sent him a DM a couple of hours later and I was like hey listen like I'm coming back to Toronto in a couple of months do you want to do some writing and he was down so A couple months later, I had organized this big riding trip, which I'll probably talk about because a lot of the tracks that made this record were written on that trip. I went to Toronto and it was like one of the hottest summers they've had in ages. I hit him up. We worked out of um, one of the members of Dragonette. Do you remember remember the band Dragonette, by the way? Like to say hello dude anyway so like there there were quite like a like a big act like mid 2000s electronica era kind of a anyway so dan kurtz has a studio in toronto and he let us use his studio for free and so we just set up in a set up in this basement studio And I showed him the beat to Sunrise and he put something down and that's where it was. And I think, you know, due to the fact that it was like one of the hottest summers on record and like no one has AC in Canada because it's so cold. It was a song about, you know, partying in summer and staying late up until sunrise. And I guess that's sort of that trip and that that time definitely influenced what the song's about. Yeah. So that's how I met Cadence.
0: And you can really feel it in the song, like how sweaty the conditions were when you were trying to make it. I was actually playing the song yesterday, trying to like psych myself up during one of the cold Sydney winter mornings we've been facing. It's got a good get the hell up vibe to it. So we're going to get to uh, track three on Don't Sleep, which is In My Mind featuring Eka Vandal. I want to ask you about this song because it involves a Nando's conference. It involves the power being cut out. It's quite dramatic. So Alice Ivy, tell us about how you ended up at a Nando's conference with Eka Vandal and how it led to this song in my mind. It's
2: probably like one of my biggest songs and it almost didn't happen. Like it was so close to not happening and it was just, you know, came down to a chant to chance and fate and all of those things. So so where the Nando's conference comes in is I, I got asked to speak on a panel at a, um, an industry event sponsored by Nando's. And so it was just a couple of members of the music industry, Ekka Vandal was there and uh, Nando's sponsored the whole thing. So the catering was great. Anyway, at the catering table <laughs> after the panel, Eka and I were talking and I was like, hey, listen, I would absolutely love to write with you one day. And she said, yeah, yeah, for sure. She was due out on a flight to London and I know that she was in London for a few months after that. And so she said, when I get back, like, let's link up and let's make this happen. She was in London for a few months. And when she got back, I checked in with her and I was like, hey, listen, like, I'd love to write with you. Would you still be down? So I had this instrumental up my sleeve and I was like, it, the in my mind instrumental. And I was like, oh my God, like, Eka would sound so good on this. I really, really want to try and work on this with her. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'll I'll try. And so I reached out and she was like, oh, listen, I'm feeling pretty burnt out. Is there a chance that we can maybe put this idea on ice just for after Christmas and, you know, once I've had some time to, like, acclimatise to being back in the country. I I kind of was like, listen, like, I totally understand, but, like, we got to do this. Like, we need to do this now. Like, we have to. Come on, please. Like, I, I just, like, we'll take it slow. I don't want to sound like I'm, like, the one that's, like, pushing people. Like, I kind of was just like, oh, please, like. Let's do this. And so she caved in and she came to the studio. We were started tracking some vocals, doing some, putting some ideas down. And Eka was mid tracking a verse idea and the power cut in Brunswick. And so I had no studio power at all. I was like, okay, let's just wait up. And we waited an hour and the power didn't come on. And so I was like, okay, I begged her to come back the next day. I was like, listen, I know you're tired, but like, I'd love it if you could come back. And she agreed. So she came back and we, um, we actually changed the verse and we changed, we changed a couple of bits which which are now like on the final record. So it's a song that almost didn't happen. And, um, you know, fortunately last year, I also, you know, that song was featured in an Apple ad. It got picked up by Apple and stuff like that. So, um, and it's, it's definitely the song that people sing along to the loudest at my shows. And so it's a song that almost didn't happen, which is pretty wild to think about. But thank goodness it did.
0: <laughs> wow, what a story. And the song appeared on an Apple ad. And I think it first emerged on Good Morning America, the TV show. And it really blew up. There was a really strong worldwide reaction What was it like for this to happen while you're in Melbourne in lockdown and this song is getting such an international reaction?
2: It was pretty unbelievable. The ad aired on Good Morning America and then it was getting, you know, played during the playoffs and I was getting messages from my friends in the States. And as that was starting to air in the States and then as the song started to cross over to like different territories around the world the song started to chart in different shazam charts so it was number one on the discovery charts in america it was number one in japan it was number four in china and then you know it started to climb and i think it got to number two in the uk and and then, yeah, as it started to air in Australia, it was pretty It was pretty awesome just being, you know, getting messages from my friends being like, oh, hey, like I opened up TikTok and it was like an ad on, on an ad on TikTok. And it was kind of those moments where you're just like, wow, like I'm literally in lockdown right now, haven't been able to leave within five kilometers of my house and this thing is like blowing up around the world. This is a moment that I wish I could just bottle up and just like live and just get a taste of every few months, you know? And so, yeah, it was pretty unbelievable just being at home and just watching that whole situation unfold and, you know, not being able to leave my house. Um, Yeah, so very, very grateful for that opportunity. That was absolutely a once in a lifetime kind of thing. And I'm so grateful that I got that last year.
0: I feel like this is an appropriate time to play In My Mind featuring Eka Vandal. It appears on Alice Ivy's second album, Don't Sleep, which is the focus of For The Record today. I'm Lee Tran Lamb, filling in for Dan Gordon and my Bielik on FBR 94.5 FM, and I'm so happy to have Alice Ivy here with me to chat about the record. Coming up, we're going to talk a lot more about the album, including her collaborations with Thelma Plum and Bertie Blackman which are on the release. This is FBR 94.5 FM. Maybe you're streaming at fbrradio.com or you're listening via DAB.
2: on FBI 94.5.
0: Land. The show is for the record. I'm usually on local Fidelity on a Sunday night from 7pm playing Australian music but today I'm filling in the very big shoes left by Dan Gordon and Maya Bierlich. In the spotlight today we're talking about Alice Ivy's second album Don't Sleep. You just heard Ticket to Heaven featuring Selma Plum and... I'm with Alice Ivy and she's gonna tell me how she teed up this song with Thelma Plum.
2: For sure yeah Um, yeah I guess this is another one where the stars aligned and um, we were at the right place at the right time and Ticket to Heaven was born and it's another thing that I think about you know like if it didn't you know it's another song that almost didn't didn't see the air I guess it's it's an interesting one. I sort of um a lot of these a lot of these artists on this record, I sort of had like a, a list in my head of who I really wanted to work with and Thelma was on the top of the list of I'm a massive Thelma fan and I've always wanted to work with her and so we reached out to her team and she was down, she had just um, finished writing her album Better In Black and so she had some time. I had rented an Airbnb in Sydney, I'd set up just some monitors and a microphone in the kitchen and uh, I met Thelma for the first time, sent her the address and was like hey meet me at this time and let's try and write a song and so she rocked up and um, I was like wow here is Selma. Like it's it's pretty funny. Like when you meet an artist for the first time, especially when you're going into a writing session, because writing sessions can be so personal. You know, sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't, and that's just the that's just what they are. And so it's always a little bit nerve wracking going into sessions with people that you hadn't met. But when I met Thelma, it was like we instantly were like, it was like I had known her for so long. Like it was one of those relationships where you sort of just meet someone, you're know, like, I feel like I've known you my whole life, and so. We really got along and we really clicked and we had a really good time. And I showed her a few instrumentals and she really gravitated towards this one that I had for Ticket. And I sort of had like a melody in in my head for what I wanted. I wanted the chorus to have like a big sing along sort of like, where do we go? kind of vibe i had that melody in my head and she really liked that and then we wrote this song and it was really funny because you know that was so captivating with her voice like as soon as she sings like you just like everything just gravitates towards her you know even just looking at like she's back on tour now like looking at live footage like it's like you can hear like a needle drop when she sings you know and that's what it was like working on this song with her like i was almost you know like in tears because it was just there was so much emotion in her vocals and everything she she sang was just like really hit you in the chest and and the song is a really you know it's a really sad song at the time Thelma had a um a close friend of hers pass away and so the song's about that friend and so we were just you know like really deep into this and then it was like you know instantly just a flick of the switch and it was like cool let's go get lunch let's go get some drinks you know like it was just like we're joking again you know so yeah she is definitely one of my favorite artists of all time and she's really really special and i am so grateful that i had that time with her to write this song
0: we're going to hear more from your album which is called don't sleep in fact we're going to hear the title track which features Imbi and boy we'll also hear one of the two tracks featuring Bertie blackman on alice ivy's second album you're on for the record with lee tran lam filling in for dan gordon and Maya billy we're going to come back and talk some more with Alice Ivy.
1: The eye 94.5. Looking forward, I guess, gather where we're going, I'll be left behind. In this room, we wave through a sea of senses, changing like the tide.
0: an interesting set of songs interesting set of guests maybe I'll start with uh, the Eurovision contest Montaigne obviously ended up qualifying for Eurovision as a representative of Australia I think when you guys did the song was around the time that Montaigne qualified for Eurovision last year can you tell us about that
2: Yeah, yeah, so I do believe that Montaigne qualified for Eurovision last year and then um, it got pushed to this year, so I caught Montaigne. This is a good one. So I was invited to this all-female non-binary writing camp run by KLP. It's called Ricochet. It's amazing. It was so great. Like, we all kind of, you know, went to Newcastle and worked out of the Conservatorium of Music up there for a week and we were put up and we just had a week of songwriting, which is amazing. On one of the days I was, on the first day, actually, I was paired with Bertie Blackman and and Montaigne and um having you know I've written a song with Birdie before it was kind of good sort of knowing someone you know like in your first session before you go in anyway we were all sort of like really tired and we kind of were like oh what are we going to do today and um I had this like beat the instrumental of sweetest love and I played it to them and they were really into it and Montaigne just started to sing in French like she's amazing she can like she can speak fluent French like she's just like you know, she's got this Eurovision thing going, like what can't she do, you know? So yeah, we were just like, cool, let's just do something weird. And we were just all like lying on the ground, just like writing this song, lights were off. It was a really cool experience. And uh, that's how Sweetest Love was born. I love that point on the record, cause it flips like that's just the last, you know, I think of it as like the vinyl, like it's the last song on side A. And so I feel like it's just the perfect closer and it kind of just like, it's, you know, like the record starts really sort of like, bright and then it sort of goes into this like twists into this weird dreamy landscape and sort of like sweetest love ties it all together. Anyway that's how I met Montaigne and uh so all the Eurovision thing all the Eurovision stuff sort of happened afterwards.
0: I noticed with the guest list that you worked with a lot of female, non-binary, LGBTQ plus artists, and I don't think you were ticking boxes. I think you were working with people you genuinely admired and wanted to collaborate with, and they just happened to represent all these diverse communities.
2: Yeah, so I guess like Don't Sleep sort of has two underlining themes. So like, yeah, the literal theme of not sleeping, like this record was made in amongst you know from 2018 the release of my, my my first record I ever since then it's just been back-to-back touring and um, you know as my profile has been growing I've sort of been been able to work and access different studio writing sessions and so we you know in when I wasn't touring I'd be like on writing trips writing as much as I could and so I guess in between my touring schedule had, you know, in between the touring schedule, that's where we filled it up. So so yeah, I guess I was running on a lot of, you know, like there were situations, especially, you know, um oh, I remember this one time, like I had returned from a riding camp in Berlin and I landed in Melbourne and then two hours later, I had to get on a flight to Sydney and then I had to play a show and then I had to stay in Sydney for, for more vocal tracking for Better Man the next day and stuff like that. So like, it was all sort of written on no sleep but also you know like the other side of it is too you know when it comes to the collaborators on don't sleep i'm humbled to have been able to work with so many incredible and diverse artists and those artists you know are i feel like those voices aren't heard enough i'm stoked that i was able to to work with those artists because they're really special and i guess you know the underlying that's another underlying message behind you know the title of the record don't sleep on this you know don't sleep on these voices and I guess that's way one way you know two ways to think about the title and how I've thought about it.
0: Well, let's hear more from the guests, more from the collaborators that appear on the album. Don't sleep. This is FBI ninety four point five FM. We're gonna hear more from the album. Don't sleep, and we're gonna return and chat some more about it with Alice Ivy. Heads up, the first track I'm gonna play for you: All Hit Radio featuring Teef and Tessa should come with a language warning so fyi uh, a few dirty words coming your way with this next track
1: now that I've found-
0: With the energy, fucking with the enemies, got a little remedy, you're signing like a sedative. Fuck your handshake, hold the handbrake, horses handbrake, make your mandate. Tease fuck man, he's back off the wagon. Was doing so well, what the fuck must have happened? Chewing, ruin, spewing of his guts up. Fuck you, man. It's not just like he lucked out. Bad luck, put him in a worse place. His birthplace hot water like mermaids. You're a fast, midweek like Thursdays. A bird brain know not what they do. Lord forgive him, kill him with the rhythm, kill him with the rhythm, super villain on the rhythm
1: Now that i found you, I'm not letting go Lord forgive him I feel it
2: 94.5. Say what you
1: want, say what you need, say what
0: We heard All Hit Radio featuring Keith and Tessa from London, Better Man featuring Benjamin Joseph, and then My Turn featuring Swish from LA. I want to go to Better Man, which I know there are a lot of catchy elements on your album. Can you talk a bit about Better Man? (laughs) Yeah, I want to ask about the falsetto on Better Man. Can you tell us about this?
2: So Better Man features Benjamin Joseph, who is the lead singer of Safia and Safia have been around for a while and I sort of, you know, I really have always really, really loved his voice. You know, it's soul and it's like, he's got, his tone is incredible and I've just always really wanted to write with him. And so we, again, we um, cold called him and just hit him, hit his team up, and asked whether he'd been down to jump into the studio and and do some writing with me. And Better Man was born. We I played him some instrumentals again, and he was really into this one. And and what I really enjoyed about this session is, you know, it wasn't so fast paced. Like a lot of the sessions that you do, especially with writing with different people around the world is that you're sort of just restricted to an eight hour day because it's like, oh cool, let's do do this session. And it's like, all right, sweet, let's get as much done as we can. And then it's like, who knows whether we'll both find the time to be able to physically be in the studio again, you know? So it's like a question of like, let's get everything done in the session or let's just like take our time. And I guess this can be a thing. And so, you know, like an ongoing thing. And so when I went in with Ben, like we really took our time with picking particular sounds and picking up different instruments to establish the groove. And I I, I understand like, you know, like I'm a producer, so, you know, like I understand like what it takes to like, how much work goes into like really nutting out a good instrumental. But it was like, it was an extra step with Ben. Like he was like an absolute perfectionist. And we really spent the first day without even putting vocals down, just establishing the groove. And that was really, really cool. And coming off the back of like coming out of these sessions with writing with so many people in a fast-paced environment, it was sort of like a little like, oh, like a little bit of a lesson for me. And so yeah, on the first day, um, we had this really great instrumental. We had a couple of vocal ideas and then I almost missed my flight home to Melbourne that night because we were so into it and we were so deep in this. So, and then yeah, I ended up flying back to, back to Sydney a couple of weeks later to finish it off with him. Yeah, another song that, you know, fate brought us together and, it turned out good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> was it really hard to push him to reach that falsetto to really hit those super high notes?
2: To be honest, not really. He can do anything really. Like his voice is he's got such an amazing, such an incredible voice. So he um, he sort of was like, you know, we were singing it an octave blower and it was actually his suggestion to be like, hey, like maybe we should go like real like BGs with this. Like maybe we should just strike, really sing it high. And then I was like, yeah, like, let's try it. And then we stacked his vocals and we were like, this is actually really cool because it's like, like going up the octave is so intense and it's just like, it will really capture people's attention. And so, yeah, that's how the idea stuck.
0: You mentioned almost missing your flight and airports have actually played a big role in the making of Don't Sleep. He had to wrangle with Airports to do to do the all-hit radio collaboration with Teef and Tessa in London and with Swish in LA. You said before, sometimes you have these really restrictive, we've only got one session to smash it out in collaborations because you're in someone's city for one day and that's it. With those particular songs having that high-pressure situation but also a situation where you just actually don't have time to finesse the finer details. You really have to nail it now. Does it bring out certain things that you don't expect?
2: I definitely think it's good. I really enjoy working in this fast environment because it's like, you're pushed for time and you you don't feel afraid to like put ideas forward because you want the song to progress quicker. And so like, I feel like working in a fast paced environment is good because you're like, I wanna get something down and you're like, I'm gonna throw everything that I have at the wall and see what sticks. And then the thing that sticks is the song. I actually really enjoy working within these fast-paced environments because I'm the kind of person that will perfect something for months and months and months and keep working on it. It's good to sort of have a limit to how much you work on things because it could just be this never-ending rabbit hole of finessing something. And so time pressure, I feel like, is a really can be a really good thing in the studio. It can also be a really stressful thing and... When you're in a cold writing session, cold, cold writing session, like you're starting fresh with someone, I feel like having eight hours to put something down is good because there's no mucking around, if that makes sense.
0: You're on FBI 94.5 FM with Lee Tran Lam filling in for Dan Gordon and Maya Bielik on For the Record. I'm talking to Alice Ivy about her second album, Don't Sleep, which came out around this time last year. We're going to hear a few more tracks from the album. We're getting to the tail end of the record, including the brilliant collaboration with Nairi, which is one of my favorite songs of 2020. So let's hit play on those songs and we'll come back and talk some more with Alice Ivy. I'm trying to find God. I'm tired of demons
1: and fighting them off. I know that money won't handle the problem, but I'd be more comfortable crying because Lying is hard, cause what comes to light is what's done in the dark. Stick to what's real and just love who you are, cause when you stay balanced, the cash is what falls. Money gon' come, money gon' come, even if it's coming at a slow pace. Money gon' come, money gon' come, even if it's coming at a slow pace. Money gon' come, money gon' come, even if it's coming at a slow pace. Money gon' come, money gon' come, even if it's coming at a slow pace.
0: Featuring Deja SB, and just then, one of my favorite tracks of the last year, All In For You, featuring Nairi. It's off the brilliant record Don't Sleep by my guest today on For the Record, and that's Melbourne's Alice Ivy. It's pretty much a year since Don't Sleep came out. The album came out last July. In circumstances you probably could never have imagined when you first started writing those songs for the album on airplanes and at airports many years earlier. You finished the album in February 2020 before the world locked down. And then the album actually came out in July 2020, which is also around the time that Melbourne had its really intense lockdown that went on for more than a hundred days. I mean, no one got the 2020 that they expected. No one got the 2020 they planned for. I mean, personally, last year was one of the most challenging yet rewarding years that I had. And I was wondering for you, the extremes of of 2020, having had to cancel all your gigs, but then getting the Australian Music Prize nomination and then having your music played all around the world, thanks to an Apple ad. Can you sum up what it's been like that year since... Don't Sleep came out. The highlights and the war stories and how you're feeling a year on. First
2: of all, like I am really grateful. No regrets in putting out a record last year. Absolutely none. I'm super, super grateful for the RA nominations and the AMP nomination, the Apple ad and getting all the, all the chart, like getting all the Shazam charting and all that sort of stuff. Like I'm, you know, like that stuff is just like absolutely unbelievable. I am hugely grateful for that and those opportunities. Um, you can't help like as an artist, you know, like the one thing that's just like, especially, you know, talking about this a year on and, you know, coming full circle and still coming out of just out of lockdown now in Melbourne again in 2021. You can't help but always think, oh, like what happens if, you know, like what would have happened if if the world was open back then and I could have toured it properly and, you know, I would have gone to the States and toured there and I would have gone to Europe and, you know, what opportunities would have come out of that as well. And so like, despite being, you know, like I'm grateful, but it's also like a thing that you question. You're like, oh, what would life would have been like, you know, if everyone, if, if the world was open. And that's been a tough thing to sort of, like, think about. But there's just no point. Like, that's how it is and that's how life is. And and so it's, like, you just need to, unfortunately, adapt. And so it has had... it. We've had hurdles, you know, especially last year, shooting music videos and cancelling and rescheduling shows. But I feel like you definitely... I've definitely grown thicker skin and I definitely think about things a little bit differently now. And, um... And yeah, like, I guess as a whole, like, I'm hugely grateful, but I'm also like, it's, it's a what if question as well, you know, like, if the world was open, what, what would have happened? But yeah, like, all in all, no regrets in putting out a record last year, despite being in deep lockdown Melbourne. And, um, Hopefully, yeah, hopefully I've grown a lot as a person and it's given me a lot of time to work on my, you know, new music and get better at producing and um, I've, you know, got a lot of projects going on at the moment which have come out of opportunities from that record and, you know, I'm grateful to be able to be here and I'm grateful for everything that's happened to my career in the past two years and grateful to be alive. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I'm grateful that you gave us this amazing album, one of the best albums of the last year. Don't Sleep, the follow-up to your previous album, I'm Dreaming. And thank you so much for sharing your stories from this album on For The Record. I'm Lee Tran Lam. It's been great filling in for Dan Gordon and my Bielik on For the Record. Uh, you can catch me in my usual time slot of Sunday, 7pm on local Fidelity, where I play all Australian music. Stay tuned now for Wednesday lunch. Coming up next, I'm going to leave you with the final track from Don't Sleep, which is Gold, featuring frequent Alice Ivy collaborator Bertie Blackman. And thank you, Alice Ivy, for the last hour on For the Record. And thank you for such an excellent album. I hope you enjoyed hearing it in full and in depth on FBI 94.5 FM.